Welcome to the St. James Sermon Podcast. This podcast is recorded and produced by St. James Episcopal Church, located in the Lake Highlands neighborhood of Dallas, Texas. For more information, head to stjamesdallas.org. I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning. For those of you who are at home, welcome to live TV. So we've been on a plane, um, on a level place at the, at the uh, sermon on the plane, and now we've moved to a mountain. And like our, our lectionary often does, it skips a little bit along the way. And so it has skipped some things that are important to us in our conversation today. It has skipped... Uh, Jesus telling his disciples that um, he is going to Jerusalem and he's going to be crucified and he is going to die in Jerusalem. He's also told them that they are also going to have to take up their cross and follow him. And now it's eight days later and they're on a mountaintop. Jesus, James, John, and Peter. Now, this scene is one that, uh, that is beyond explanation, in my opinion. It's one where when we enter the Scripture, we don't enter the Scripture as Jesus or his two visitors, but as Peter, James, and John. And Peter, James, and John have a, a reason for being there. They're eyewitnesses to what's about to happen. Now, when I think about eyewitnesses, I think of that, that uh, great uh, movie, um, My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> In My Cousin Vinny, Joe Pesci um, is defending his nephew and, uh, and a friend uh, who have been falsely accused, and the prosecution brings up all of these eyewitnesses that have seen these two boys rob a grocery store. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. And Joe Pesci just sits there, and he scribbles, and he scribbles, and he scribbles, and he just sits there until everybody around him loses confidence. Even his girlfriend loses confidence in him. But in the end... Those eyewitnesses for the prosecution turn out to be eyewitnesses for the defense because those eyewitnesses, what they saw was not what they thought they saw. And when I see this, this passage today, I think of that movie and those witnesses who saw something, but they just didn't know what they saw. But they're there for a reason. They're there for a purpose. They're there to tell the story. They're there to carry this story back to the people, us. And they do. Now, they don't right away, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And what they see is they see God, they see Jesus revealed in his glory. Now, we're going to see at the crucifixion where everybody gets to see Jesus glorified, not necessarily his crucifixion, but as his resurrection, he sees him glorified. But these three, Peter, James, and John, see that right up front. They see Jesus' glorification and the true telling of who Jesus is. Now, they've walked with Jesus. They've seen Jesus preach. They've seen Jesus do miracles. They've seen all this stuff. But it's never been 
so crystal clear as it is at this moment who Jesus is. Jesus is God incarnate. And they don't know what to do with that. They don't know how to handle this information. And the text tells us as they come off of the hill, they're silent. They don't say a word. Why don't they say a word? Because they don't know what's happened. Oh, and oh, by the way, if they went back to their friends and said, hey, Jesus started glowing, and all of a sudden Elijah and Moses showed up too, their friends go, yeah, right, what were you smoking up there? No, they keep silent. They know at this instant they need to process this. They need to see how this plays out. They see Jesus as something else. Now also as eyewitnesses, um, not only are they, are they um, uh, privy to this wonderful moment that nobody else is getting to see, but there's two characters that show up with Jesus, Elijah and Moses. Now there's been lots of speculation about why Elijah and Moses show up with Jesus, but I want to concentrate on one aspect of those two visitors, and that's Moses. And I want to bring out for you guys some of the things that that, that should tell us as Christians. Because if you remember, Moses was apparent to us during the Exodus, all right? If we go back to our scripture, in your scripture, this is, it's going to say, um, it's going to say this in, in uh, verse 30. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, which appeared in glory and spoke of his departure. The NRSV uses departure, but other translations use exodus. The word exodus. And if we look at this through the eyes of the exodus, what will we see? What similarities will we see? Well, we see, we heard it today in our Old Testament reading where Moses was, was transfigured. Now, it's not the same transfiguration because Moses' face just, it just became shiny and it scared the people. Where Jesus, everything becomes shiny on Jesus and his glory is revealed. But there is that similarity, that transfiguration. Neither one of these men, Moses or Jesus, they're both given a, a, a way forward. A way forward. But neither one of the passages are easy, are they? For Moses, he's going to wander 40 years in the desert. For Jesus, he's going to set his, his face like flint, is what the Scripture tells us, like flint towards Jerusalem. And we all know where that ends up, right? That ends up on a cross. So both of these men were given given uh, paths that were not easy to follow. Both of these men experienced God and God's majesty along the way. Both of these men did. The Exodus story reminds us of plagues, of blood, and of the death of a firstborn son. Both of these stories, the Exodus story and the story of Jesus, shows us immense power, the immense power of the Egyptians and the immense power of Rome. 
Are you starting to see the similarities? How about the cloud that came and covered Jesus, Elijah, and Moses, and the three apostles? Same cloud that covered the mountain when Moses was up there receiving the Ten Commandments. Are you seeing the similarities? And as I think about this passage, I think about these three eyewitnesses, Peter, James, and John, who will take this information, they will travel down the mountain, and they also will follow Jesus right to Jerusalem, right into the mouth of danger, right into the mouth of death, crucifixion, resurrection. And then I think about the nine who didn't see this. I think about the nine who also followed Jesus into the same mouth of the line. And then I think about us right on the cusp of Lent and how we're asked to make a journey, not only at Lent, but also into the Easter week and Holy Week. And we too, as disciples of Christ, are asked to follow. Even though we have not seen the revelation of God in Jesus Christ being transfigured, we only read about that. And we still follow Jesus as disciples of Christ. I have to imagine for Christians around the world that this journey is painful every year. It is for me. As we go into Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday. On Wednesday, you'll be invited to come on the journey. I hope that this transfiguration story today gives you a little insight on maybe why you would want to jump on that and follow Jesus all the way into Jerusalem. But the hope that lies in that resurrection that death and resurrection, and the hope that abounds there at the end of the journey. We won't have to wander for 40 years, but we will have to wander for 40 days. And we won't have to wait and maybe not see the promised land because the promised land is already offered to us through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Come along on the journey as a disciple of Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining the sermon podcast of St. James Episcopal Church, located in the Lake Highlands neighborhood of Dallas, Texas. For information about our church and how to get involved, visit stjamesdallas.org.